Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So if she's in court and you're in court and she's under oath and you're under yep. oath and you're asked, did you know that these funds were being funneled to Alameda, what is your answer? I did not know that there is any improper... Uh, use of customer funds. So that's Sam Bankman Freed being interviewed by George Stephanopoulos, who must have a cold because it didn't even sound like him, on Good Morning America. And uh, why? Why? this is the guy that may have killed the cryptocurrency or certainly delayed it becoming a thing for a very, very long time. Boy, he's insane to sit down for this interview. He's under, under so much legal scrutiny right now. Well, he's a kooky guy, man. He is a kooky guy. I and has s- enormous hubris, too. When this broke, yeah, true, which is one of the reasons he was able to, well, he pulled off a scam is what he did. Uh, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I assumed that he had gone personally to the Bahamas where he was living in his business after this story broke. And and then was there were stories that he was he and a friend were looking at going to Qatar or one of those places that doesn't have extradition policies. I figured that's what would happen, and he'd be like a um, uh, 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 who's the the, the blonde haired guy that was living in the embassy that we wanted. Um, oh, uh, you're right, Julian Assange. I thought he'd be more like a Julian Assange character from here on out. He'd be in various countries around the world where he was safe, but no, he's sitting down with freaking George Stephanopoulos, having pulled off one of the biggest 
frauds in the history of frauds. Yeah, I don't think it was a, a scam. My only quibble with that is it wasn't intentionally a scam. He screwed it up and then tried to cover his tracks, and that's when it became uh, dishonest. After it went south? Yeah, yeah, just because he, he was involved with over 100 enterprises, and, you know, and uh, he was using the funds from one to cover up the screw-ups of another, yeah, essentially. It, well, yeah, at that point, it certainly was. Anyway, let's hear more from the gentleman being interviewed. We'll just go through them in order. Go ahead, Michael. I didn't know that there was uh, something beyond a you know large, I believe, over-collateralized margin position on FTX. It was only in the last month that I put together the magnitudes of everything and um, and that I fully understood the you know fiat transfer mechanisms that had been happening. So he's claiming that he didn't understand, to your point, that, uh, that what he was doing. That wasn't a, a Ponzi scheme as it looked to some on the outside. Right, and I don't remember the name of the, uh, the the exact title of the guy, the receivership attorney or whatever, the court-appointed guy who's trying to sort it out. But uh, what he said is, this is ridiculous. There are no accounting procedures. There's no oversight. This is essentially a company that wasn't run. Well, right. We played those clips from the guy on CNBC saying, I've looked at this, and it just looks like fraud. It just screams fraud. Well, that was a, quite a while ago. So how did uh, SBF just figure it out recently? Yeah, well, like I said, he's number one, it's stupid to be sitting down for this interview. Number two, I don't think he's so crazed with hubris that he hasn't thought through, I need to be careful what I say. Okay. So he's, he's just going for, I didn't know. Uh, and his long pause after, um, did you know that this was being illegally transferred? Uh, he carefully chooses his words. I didn't know that any money was improperly transferred. Just lawyerly. Okay, a little more. How do you explain the failure? Was it um, inattention, arrogance? It's a good question. Was it unethical? I spent a lot of time trying to think about that. Some part of it was just literal distraction. I really should have spent some time each day taking a step back and saying, what are the most important things here, right? And like, how do I have oversight of those and make sure that I'm not losing track of those? And frankly, I did a pretty incomplete job at that. Um, I got some highlights from this, but I don't, I don't want to say what's already on the clip. Let's play this one more short clip, and then if it's not in there, I'll hit you with some of the highlights from this interview that I thought were really interesting. Go ahead. I wasn't spending any time or effort trying to manage risk on FTX, trying, like, and that, that obviously, that's that a stunning a admission. What? That's a pretty stunning admission. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what to say. Like, what happened, happened. You said one of your great it's, talents in a podcast was managing risk. That's right. And well, it's obviously wrong. I think that there is something maybe even deeper wrong there, which was I wasn't even trying. It's distracting me that between Stephanopoulos with his cold and the other guy, it sounds like they're having an elf off. Um, <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> and it's distracting to me. But Stephanopoulos said a lot of people look at you and see Bernie Madoff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I won't do his voice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's who I am at all, but I understand why they're saying that. People lost money and people lost a lot of money. Geez, I've seen interviews or people on TV who, like, really lost everything. Now, maybe you shouldn't have that much of your worth in 
this, but you should be able to count on it not being fraudulent anyway. Uh, but uh, people lost money and people lost a lot of money. At the end of the day, look, there's a question of what happened and why and who did what, what caused the meltdown. I think that reads very differently. When you look at the classic Bernie Madoff story, there was no real business there. The whole thing, as I understand it, I think was one big Ponzi scheme. FTX was a real business. You know, I disagree with uh, young Mr. Bankman Freed there because as I recall the, uh, <clears throat> what, uh, Madoff said all along was that, and, and this, this happens a fair amount. Is he screwed up? And the particulars aren't important. He, he took on some risk. It went south. He lost a ton of his investors' money to cover his tracks. He had to bring in a bunch of new money to cover them, thinking, I'll have such good returns in the, a couple of years. I'll just shave a couple of percent off this, and then we'll get the books back in order. Everybody will have their money. It'll all be fine. But it wasn't fine. And he couldn't claw back what he had lost. And in the same way, Bankman Freed just got... He, he, he subjected his company, his companies to way too much risk. It went south, and in a desperate attempt to keep their head above water, they started to do illegal stuff. Well, how so much, I think it's really similar. Well, and also with uh, Theranos, with what's her name? She she believed, according to her, she believed. No, we we do have the technology. We're just we're just not quite there yet. We will be, and so you know we just need we just need a little more time. Yeah. Um, so in all three of these cases, the people felt like they were going to get right at some point. But is that is part of it just the, you know, you got three examples there of people who were held up in front of the elite as something to cheer. And they were getting cheered. And that was it just too painful to let go of that to come honest with people. I wonder. The whole self-image. Yeah. I mean, you get the self-image as some sort of genius this or that. You're eating at the nicest restaurants, and the most important people in the world are bowing to you. It'd be it'd be pretty hard to say, ah, yeah, it's, it's not working out the way I thought it was going to. By the way, and this F- SBF character, he poured more money than you'll ever see in your life, and me either, uh, into various liberal news outlets from the New York Times. He made investments in the New York, well, not the New York Times, but one of their main columnists had a new venture, and he did, I think, Vox, and he's a big supporter of all your liberal. Uh, news outlets and so they soft pedaled their coverage of him as long as they possibly could even as he was telling his employees we're doing great we're looking so rock solid i'd put all of your uh, retirement money into this company's stock because but if if they were just flat out thieves if it was just an attempt to like steal money all three of the examples we gave would have disappeared when they were riding high with a bunch of money wouldn't they and just you know enjoyed their lives yeah, and they yeah, did. I would agree. Mm-hmm. So they did think they were going to turn it around for hubris or image reasons or whatever. Maybe you don't want to be known as a thief your whole life, which might be a <laughs> thing. Also, um, uh, he told uh, Stephanopoulos that he doesn't think he's going to have anything at the end of this money. Wise, he's going to be completely broke. I think I saw yesterday he claims he's down to like a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, he says he's not going to have anything left. At one point, Stephanopoulos grilled him over whether he's afraid he'll face jail, jail time over this. There are a lot of things that are worrying me right now. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. There are a lot of things that are worrying me right now, and you know... Number one, the pressure to build all those toys for Christmas. <laughs> and the cookies and living in a tree is not as much fun as you think. Uh, you know, as best as possible, I'm trying to focus on what I can do going forward to be helpful and let whatever regulatory and legal processes that are happening play out as they will, which is a pretty nice answer. I honestly think this guy is a brilliant fool. 
I think hubris and money and fame shut off his critical thinking. He got way in way over his head. Then he started to lie and cheat to cover his ass. Um, it's a story that's been repeated many times. I'll bet at his core, he's not a bad guy. He just got way out over his skis. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what to say. Like, what happened, happened. What happened, happened. Stephanopoulos said, you effectively destroyed your personal fortune. I expect I'm going to have nothing at the end of this. Last month, Reuters reported that Bankman Freed had secretly transferred $10 billion and FTX client funds to Alameda Research, at least $1 billion of that money has disappeared and nobody knows where it is. God, he was moving in some large amounts of money. When you're transferring $10 billion and $1 billion, eh, we'll find that. It's a rounding error. It's somewhere. So, of course, you know, if he is just a flat-out thief on this here at the end, of course, you would say, I'm going to have nothing. You know, I'm down to my last 100000 with legal bills. I'm going to have nothing. And, you know, it is what it is, and it's a life lesson, and I'm 30 years old. I've got plenty. And, you know, if he's got a billion dollars stored in some sort of financial thing somewhere in the world where he can access it, of course he's not worried about it. He's just got to stay physically out of jail. Or at age 30, he could certainly do 18 months in jail for some sort of, you know, SEC fraud and then go... Collect his well, billion hell, dollars and live he somewhere. He could do ten years at one of those federal tennis camps. I True, mean, good point. And 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 what can't be forgotten. And in, in case uh, you know, it sounded like I was soft pedaling this guy's crime. It really not. did. Well, I, uh, he he has the capability to make lots and lots of more money when he's loose. Um, obviously, he's a very very smart guy. But he has done unfixable, unhealable, terrible damage to many thousands of people who will not recover as long as they live. So sometimes a a careless, hubristic fool can do terrible damage, even if he didn't intend to. I like this part, then we'll move on. Court filings show that FTX spent lavishly right before its collapse, including $300 million in luxury real estate in the Bahamas, a suite of employees' perks that reportedly include all expenses paid trips, free massages, and an on-site barber shop. Wait a minute. An on-site barber shop? Now I don't you have, have to leave the site to get my hair clipped? <laughs> now you've got my attention. This is heaven. Thanks for the $10 million Bahamas condo, but boy, this barber shop is really that's the icing on the cake. Apparently, he didn't use that barber shop. <laughs> and you're right, Michael. Huh? <laughs> but man, this hat, this being able to get my haircut at work, now that's living. You know, I mentioned this earlier, and we don't have time now, but he and his company put almost $600 million into researching AI safely to make AI safety to make sure that artificial intelligence doesn't become a dangerous beast that eats humanity. That's interesting. Yeah, more on that later. I would like to hear more about that. Stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what to say. Like, what happened, happened. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide 
at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, we haven't mentioned that um, Stevie Nicks, bandmate of Christine McVie in Fleetwood Mac, uh, shared this yesterday. A few uh, a few hours ago, I was told my best friend in the whole world since the first day of 1975 had passed away. I didn't even know she was ill. Uh, that's interesting. They were best friends since 1975. Hmm. Through all that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Christine McVie passed away from Fleetwood Mac. Perhaps you've heard that. Um, they've discovered a new dinosaur. It's like a velociraptor. Wow. Uh, but it's a duck. It's like a duck that's half an alligator. Sharp teeth. How big is it? Duck size. Okay. They called it... Uh, Notovinador polydontus, meaning swimming hunter with many teeth. Gotcha. I not, called it the murder mallard. It's not currently doing its thing. <laughs> no, okay. no, indeed. Right. It, it, like Fleetwood Mac, was of an era. Okay. An era that has passed. So this uh, Sam Bankman-Fried character, one of the interesting aspects of him and his buddies... um. Is that they were crazy into the topic of artificial intelligence, and like many people believed that it was as much uh, a scary thing as an inspiring thing. Yeah, he probably read the book Life 2.0 like I did and became convinced of that. Yeah, and uh, this uh, piece in the New York Times mentioned several big uh, labs and, and companies that are studying AI and how to rein it in and stuff. Uh, and they mentioned, um, and we're talking like uh, five, six hundred million dollars worth That's... that this guy and his cohorts and his companies poured into this. Doing what? I mean, what's the money spent on? Well, uh, I'll read this. Their, their investment was part of a quiet and chaotic effort to explore and mitigate the dangers of artificial intelligence, which many in Mr. Bankman-Fried's circle believe could eventually destroy the world and damage yep. humanity. Absolutely. 
Over the past two years, the 30-year-old entrepreneur and his FTX colleagues funneled more than $530 million through either grants or investments into more than 70 AI-related companies, academic labs, think tanks, independent projects, and individual researchers to address concerns over the technology, according to a tally done by the New York Times. He and Elon would be in agreement on this. Yeah, and actually all these entities are now concerned about whether they can continue their work because they're afraid they're Grants could be clawed back in court. Oh boy, as ill-gotten gains. Uh-huh. So, uh, like the whole AI research world is reeling and afraid, not sure what to do now uh, until all this settles down. For what it's worth, yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, fascinating stuff. I don't. I can't imagine what they spend the money on in terms of researching it, but uh, trying to be ahead a of AI before it finally does reach the ability to learn on its own to try to keep it from destroying the world. Well, into like resynthesized, uh, resynthesized uh, alloducts, uh, n- uh, mallard gators, uh, and turn them loose on humanity to to chew us up, and you know, so the computers can run wild across the landscape. I don't know exactly what it'll look like, but that's one possibility. That's one scenario. I don't, I don't know why the <laughs> the computers would want to do that, but they might. We can check in on China. How are those protests going, or not? What's the likelihood that they're going to be victorious? Slim, I think. Yeah, the why of that question uh, is really interesting, I think. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Republicans are accusing TikTok of lying about its surveillance of Americans. In a letter to the company's CEO, lawmakers are renewing their request for information about the social media platform's privacy practices relating to China. In a September briefing, bipartisan lawmakers were told, one, TikTok does not track users' internet data while not using the application. 
And two, China-based employees do not have access to U.S. users' location-specific data. Based on news reports, lawmakers say both claims appear to be misleading at best and at worst, false. How are we so naive? Are we naive about this? Or, or, Or are we pretending to be naive and we're just letting a Chinese company do their thing for other reasons or but there's no way how does everybody not get yet there's no such thing as a private company in china they all have to answer to the communist party or they don't get to exist how does everybody not understand that yet don't and just china like, that's right sir i would like the administration and or the next one to literally put out the memo so everybody gets the memo maybe it'll be with your tax uh, refund check or i don't know The memo says, you remember when we thought that doing business with China would turn them into a nice country? We've given up on that. They're evil and mean. So, for instance, Chinese spyware masquerading as super crazy entertaining short videos um, and uh, buying farmland right outside a highly classified air base in the United States. That sort of thing would be a non-starter. Uh, somebody, so many of us have not gotten that memo. Apparently, that we still continue to do dopey, naive stuff. I think. And yes, TikTok is very entertaining. Uh, there's more to this uh, report, Michael. You, hit us with. Uh, do you yeah. have the app on your phone? I do not, sir. I'm no commie. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, just give us. Uh, this is Mike Gallagher, Tom Cotton, and Mark Warner. Uh, back to back to back, thirty-one, thirty-two. Michael. TikTok is owned by ByteDance. ByteDance is effectively controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. That means not only can they track your location, collect your keystrokes, but they could also censor your news. TikTok is one of the most massive surveillance programs ever, especially on America's young people. All of that data uh, that your child is inputting and receiving is being stored somewhere uh, in Beijing. I believe that's a Republican and Democrat center senator saying that just so it doesn't yeah. have that partisan smell to it and remember it was biden's fcc chairman that said he doesn't see a way that tiktok continues to operate in the united states yeah if conservative republican tom cotton and mark warner are in agreement there's widespread agreement but so why is it so the, yeah. slow why is it ta- if the fcc chairman says there's no way tiktok continues to be how many months is it going to be later that we boot them out yeah, I don't know. I, I think it has to do with a lot of us are a little fuzzy about what it means they're they're collecting all this data. They're stealing the data. We shouldn't let them. Uh, it's all right. I don't mind. I texted uh, Jim the other day, said, when do you want to meet? Four o'clock works for me. I don't care if China knows this. We don't want to uh, think about something being so bad that's so entertaining. We'd rather be entertained. Surely we can come up with our own version, whether it's Vine on YouTube or whatever the various options are. But you're saying their algorithm is especially good at predicting what you want. So that's what keeps you engaged so much. Yeah, I'm told it's astoundingly good. I've not used the app. I've I've watched TikTok videos. My kid used to be on it, but got rid of it because it was such a time suck. It's so addictive. Yes. Speaking of algorithms. Yes. Speaking of artificial intelligence, when it gets good enough to absolutely dial in exactly what sort of entertainment you want. Needs to be this sexy, needs to be this newsworthy, needs to be this, you know, just for your particular personality. When AI finally figures that out, oh, my God, we're all going to be just staring at our phones all day long. 
So, uh, executive producer Hansen with an interesting point. We surely have people who work for TikTok listening to the show. Anonymous as always. You can text us 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Or, if you like, uh, email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. What do you know? What do you think? Of course, you're lackeys of the communist Chinese, so I'm not sure how seriously I'll take your damn commie opinion. But uh, no, I'd just be curious what you th- what y'all think about it. Oh, speaking of China and the Communist Party and, and the rest of it, the protests in Ty- China, how the protesters are getting around China's uh, unbelievable surveillance state, and what are their chances of succeeding? I think you'll find it really interesting. Hope you can hang around. Uh, hope you can hang around. First, a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security, which is better than traditional systems and costs less than half as much for 24-7 professional monitoring services. Hmm, twice as good and half as much. You got to go for this, especially now there's a big discount. Been named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. That's a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect TM technology exclusively from Simply Safe. To capture critical evidence, verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response or all kinds of different threats that can be monitored, like fires, floods, other threats, HD security cameras, all for around a dollar a day. You install it yourself in about 30 minutes. That's just all amazing. Yep, and stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, on, unlock for guests, access to your cameras, adjust system settings from anywhere. It's a great system. Learn more. Don't miss your chance for a great savings right now. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Use that code to get the 40% off. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. It bothers me that the communist Chinese are using our worst impulses against us. And I imagine just gleefully so. Look mm-hmm. at these stupid Americans and their drug use. How willingly they'll take all this fentanyl. Look at these stupid Americans and they're staring at their devices, taking in all these TikTok videos while we collect information. Yeah, we're pleasure addicts. There's no doubt of that. Mm. So uh, protesters in China are facing hurdles, as you might imagine, given the, beyond their government's fearsome reputation for quashing dissent, uh, their their great ability to uh, to control technology, to control the internet, to control social media, and that sort of thing. And I've been reading about how the uh, the folks in China, and you've got to recognize it's a small percentage of population that's participating in these protests. Pretty damn small. Still significant in their system, but um, they're trying to send the videos around to each other of, look at the protest in this city. Here's the, the thousand people in this city, etc. And the Communist Party is trying to take that down as fast as it possibly can. They're hunting down and deleting countless posts. Um, but the way they're getting around it is pretty clever. Um here it is. Uh, experts say the sheer volume of video clips has likely overwhelmed the automated software and armies of sensors China has tasked with policing the Internet. Uh, Internet users are flipping videos on their side, using filters on them, or recording videos of videos that trip up the algorithms designed to flag the content. So just tipping it sideways, interesting works. That, that works. Yeah. Yeah, or you just change the color a little bit, and that changes it digitally enough that the algorithms don't detect it. 
Uh, adding to the challenges for Chinese censors, the protests have shown that a growing number of Chinese people are using software with access to sites like Twitter and Instagram, which are blocked in China. Such foreign sites are beyond the reach of China's officials, uh, blah, blah, blah. But that's why they're stopping all the young people and demanding to see their phones. And uh, if they're uh, if they're found to have, you know, one of the uh, Western social media on their phone, they're either warned or uh, whisked away to jail and God knows what happens to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to rush like a maniac through the question of how likely this is to cause okay. serious change in China. Um, it's really interesting, and it just goes to the nature of totalitarian regimes, especially in the modern era, and how this sort of popular uprising, how its effectiveness has declined over time and why. Oh, okay, I'm interested in that. Yeah, it's great political theory stuff, but don't don't think that it's like super dry. It's the way things work. It's worth knowing. Who's super into soccer? Can we beat Netherlands on Saturday? You know? You can beat anybody, Jack, if you just believe. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California... And starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So we got several texts about TikTok being in America pointing out that TikTok America versus TikTok China, they are different. The TikTok version in China is educational based with time limits for younger people, whereas ours is entertainment based. And obviously the Chai comms would like our kids to spend all day on there being unproductive, which is what they do. Until they're old enough to die of a fentanyl poisoning. Oh, my God. Uh, Michael, studiously avoiding playing uh, any of my favorite uh, Fleetwood Mac songs. I uh, haven't gotten to The Chain yet. And, and I don't have chain. a favorite, but that's in, in my like top secondhand three. news. I know that. Oh, I love secondhand news. Monday morning. Uh, I, I generally like the Lindsey Buckingham songs better. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so he's a guy. Yeah, it's pure sexism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, der, so uh, I'm into uh, political theory. I always have been. Um, and I'm not going to bore you with this, but I found it very, very interesting. And I think you will, too. Th- they're talking about the demonstrations in China 
It's the biggest and, and most ambitious in years and years. Some have even called for Xi Jinping to step down, uh, certainly for an easing of the, the COVID regulations. Um, but this study uh, I found so interesting. Uh, they are going to find odds tougher than might be apparent on the surface because of three major forces, two of them global and one particular to China. And I'll give you the very short version and we'll, f- we'll flesh it out a little bit. For one, protests aimed at ousting a leader or government have seen their odds of success plummet in recent years, for reasons we'll get into, with the overwhelming majority now failing amidst changes in the nature of communication, organization, and repression, which is China's all about that. But during the 20th century, they were much more likely to succeed than they are now, according to people who studied popular uprisings. That's interesting. Another factor, China's government embodies a certain type of authoritarianism known as a revolutionary government. And new scholarship has found that to be exceedingly durable, even against serious unrest. And third, China's ruling Communist Party has repeatedly proven its exceptional skill at managing eruptions of popular anger, which are much more common there than Americans realize. They have angry people protesting this, that, and the other a fair amount. Often it's more local or regional, and they're pretty adept at letting steam vent, curing the problem a little or completely, and managing that anger back into calmness. They're pretty skilled at it. Um, And they point out that uh, one particular problem is that the elite, uh, if you're having a popular uprising, the elite around the leader, a certain number of them have to go with the crowd. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You like to think it's from the streets, but it's really the people at the higher reaches saying, you know, the people in the street have a point, and if they win, I can take power or whatever. That would be like in Egypt when Mubarak fell, it's because the military was no longer listening to him. Yeah, yeah, good example. Um, and China's uh, ruling elite are, by design by Xi Jinping, uh, remarkably unified. He's cast out anybody who gives the slightest whiff of dissent. So that's going to be tough. Uh, throughout the 20th century, mass protests seeking a change in government grew steadily more common and more likely to succeed worldwide, felling many a dictator, according to research led by Erica Chenoweth of Harvard University. Uh, by the early 2000s, two in three such movements ultimately succeeded. But that was the high watermark. Really? By the end of the 2010s, their odds of forcing a change in government had halved to one in three, and it's now one in six. Oh, wow. You know, I didn't realize they had enough of these to study to come up with percentages, but there are 200 and some countries around the world, and some of them change governments fairly uh, frequently. You know, there was the belief when social media got up and running that uh, that was really going to help the oppressed, but it doesn't seem to have gone that direction. What a great lead-in. Folks, if we had scripted that, that could not have been more apt. Here's the deal. Nonviolence campaigns are at their lowest success rates in more than a century. Partly that's because mass protests have become more common, faster to rise, and larger in size worldwide because of social media. But this is, to me, really meaningful. Social media, which enables protesters to gather in once unthinkable numbers with little formal leadership, formal leadership, may paradoxically also undermine those movements, according to a Columbia University uh, guy studying this. In earlier eras, activists might spend years building the organizational ties necessary to mobilize nationally. Social media allows would-be protesters to skip those steps, spur one another to action with as little as a viral post. The result is rallies that put thousands or millions in the streets overnight, but often fizzle just as quickly. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I was wondering, and this would be very hard to measure, how much of that phenomenon we have here in the United States where people feel like they're doing something, feel like they're part of a movement because they're tweeting or gathering on Facebook or whatever. And that's not really the stuff that gets anything done. And everybody can pick their own uh, favorite metaphor. Uh, are they movements with no roots because they just grew up uh, overnight? Are they skin deep? Johnny's come lately, that sort of thing. Wow, that is really interesting. I actually saw Al Sharpton talking about this the other day of all people. And uh, just because he's led so many protests, he might know something about it. He said, you got to have a leader. He said, that makes the difference. Somebody has to emerge as a leader that you rally around that hmm. directs things and, you know, meets with the other person and that sort of stuff. And uh, a lot of these uprisings we've had in recent years, Iran, China, wherever, have not had that. No leaders emerged, possibly because of what you're just talking about, the way the social media, you know, it grows out of nowhere thing. Yeah, look at how much uh, trouble uh, Putin's gone to to silence Alexei Navalny, for instance, mm-hmm. the leader of the dissent there in Russia. Um, so, yeah, and... In, in, uh, I can't help but harp for a second or two on the fact that um, protest movements like, quote-unquote, friends, like relationships, like human contact, super easy online, but it's not as strong. It's not as permanent. It has no roots. It has less significant. It comes and it goes. Isn't that interesting? Everything's shallower on the Internet. Yeah including righteous protests of political anger. There's a little more to this. Uh, at the same time all of this was going on, um, well, they they mentioned leaderless and decentralized, back to Al Sharpton's point, and he's a con man, but he's been successful at it. Uh, but resist, social, we much. And what? That's, we that's must, what, that's what they're and trying we to, will much I think they want about to. that yes. be committed. In China, right. Leaderless and decentralized social media protests more easily fracture, especially under repression, and they struggle to coordinate strategically a necessary pow- step for pressing concrete demands or cultivating allies in positions of power. There you go. Which is a fancier way of describing what you were describing, really. Mm-hmm. At the same time, autocratic governments learning from uprisings in the 2000s and former Soviet states in particular have grown savvier at outmaneuvering dissent. Rather than resort to the overwhelming crackdowns of prior eras, which often backfired, they now undermine protests through slower, subtler methods. They spread confusion through propaganda, promote fissures within movements, contain protests, then wait them out, or apply just enough force to discourage protesters without provoking wider anger. And or, as we've discussed in China and Iran, um, they just wait a week. Then they come to your apartment, knock on it, say, you need to come with us. Just to, We need to talk about this for a minute. And you're not seen for six weeks. Boy, that's a balancing act dictators have been trying to get right forever. The let off a little steam, but not too much. Because if you let off too much steam, you end up with your head on a stick. Yeah. Outside of your own palace. Or in yeah. a or in a bucket, if you're Marie Antoinette. The uh, the stuff about why revolutionary governments tend to survive this sort of stuff, I, it's getting kind of far into political theory. Um, but the government's resilience comes from the revolution that swept them into power. Revolutionary movements typically uproot every aspect of the old order, from business leaders to officers in the military to administrative bureaucracies. And as the revolution fills these out with its own folks, it's left with few internal rivals or threats. Mm. And so they tend to be more cohesive and hang on to power longer. Interesting. 
So, you know, the righteous uh, protests of the good people in China, I think they have a decent chance of getting Xi Jinping to soften the zero COVID crap um, to try to uh, he'll find a way in that good old commie fashion to distance himself from the policy and loosen it up some. So they'll probably get a lot of what they want. But Xi Jinping's going nowhere through these protests. That's what I would predict. That's frustrating that social media may have made it actually harder to pull off a revolution. It's easier to do it a little, but you don't get the real thing. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. If you ever miss an hour of the show, because we do four hours, you can grab the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.